What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Down the Middle with Max and Los. I am Los, that is Max. Uh, in a better setting, we continue to improve our, our little podcast room. We got more stuff coming in and stuff like that, but you know, little by little, it's becoming a, a full Down the Middle studio. How yeah. are you, bro? I'm doing good. That's why we missed uh, two yeah. reasons why we missed last week. Reason, uh, reason one was the uh, Justin Bieber concert. It was a little, little groggy, a little tired from that. For sure. And then uh, reason number two was the uh, the paint. This thing took tried. like seven paint yeah. uh, tries. So thank God I didn't have to do that. Yeah, but we're back uh, in action, and we're starting heavy. Uh, some topics will include uh, some new stuff to watch on TV, and uh, maybe uh, Biden's tax plans, which is just literally like, I, I don't care if you like the guy. You, you're an idiot if you like the guy. Um because honestly, if you if you are watching this, you more than likely have a small business, you're an entrepreneur or in some capacity like that. So uh, he is effectively just trying to completely fuck people over with any kind of potential success, which we'll, we'll get to. But let's start with our first topic. Where do you want to go? I mean, we, we got to talk about Twitter. I think right now, like the, the past two weeks, Twitter is the uh, the Will Smith, Chris Rock. It's the, uh, the yeah. big news. So if you don't know, Elon tried to, uh, you know, he owned 9.2% of Twitter, making him the largest shareholder. Uh, he got uh, outbid. Basically, someone else bought 10.1% or something like that. Uh, so he's like the second. And then he just kind of went at it and said, hey, uh, I want to buy Twitter for $54.20, which if you actually think about what that was, uh, it was on the fifth month and then 420. Yep. So the guy is literally on, a troll. Even on that, he still has to... <laughs> He still has the troll, uh, troll people. I, I love, I love that he just, he really is just saying fuck everyone. I do whatever I want, whatever I want, and I, I would love for him to buy Twitter. I don't think it's gonna happen. So it looks no. like it's, you know, uh, essentially the the board is just trying to not make it happen. Which I don't understand. A lot of people were leaving Twitter. Like a lot of employees were like, "Oh, if Elon Musk is here, I'm leaving." Bro, leave. Like it, I don't think anyone cares. You know how many people would go work there because Elon Musk is working there? And there, there's so many. Like I don't even know where to start in this one because there is so much hypocrisy and irony to this this story and people's responses and feedback. Um, to this story. So even just like the employees leaving, right? Uh, there was an investigation. I forget if it was last year or year before that, where they found, I think it was the DOJ or FBI found that there were uh, Saudi spies, Saudi Arabian spies who were full-time employees at Twitter who were leaking information on dissidents and stuff like back to Saudi Arabia. Wow. Saudi Arabia is one of the, the, the kingdom is one of the biggest shareholders, apparently. This is what they said. I, I draw, it wasn't MBS. It was another royal family member tweeted uh, the other day. It's a Twitter basically when Elon Musk was kind of announcing this potential buyout file with SEC and said, you know, the kingdom denounces and, and doesn't accept this. As the largest shareholder and member of the board, we don't accept this offer. It is far, far uh, below the intrinsic value of Twitter. And I just think it's so, like, crazy that nobody had a problem with that like the fact that we had a foreign government wasn't even brought up really no the fact that we had a foreign government um infiltrating one of our tech companies and pulling We're information five. On, on journalists and all kinds of stuff is is wild and the fact that like we don't have a problem with that statement of, of a the royal family of saudi arabia which is committing horrific acts human rights violations they have the worst freedom of speech law like like freedom of speech doesn't exist there and so, like, we're taking advice from them. Like, that's our, our moral better. That's the, the, 
the guy who's going to say like Elon Musk buying Twitter. We don't accept that, but we're going to keep this guy and the Saudi, the, the Royal family on the board of Twitter as one of Twitter's largest shareholders. Like to me, that says a lot more about Twitter than Elon Musk potentially buying Twitter. And that's just, that's just one of like a dozen hypocrisies and ironies about this story that we can kind of list after this one. I mean, let's think about this as, as a shareholder, not that I, I'm a shareholder of Twitter because I don't invest in it, but if I was, right, yeah. I would want Elon to be the CEO and owner of Twitter because if you look at Elon's stocks, I mean, the second space uh, SpaceX launches, that thing's going to go to the sky. Uh, I know that my stock as a shareholder would 100% go up, and I think that the it shows that this isn't a money thing. This is a power thing. This is a leverage thing. I think that they you know, want to keep it because I, you know, like we talked uh, a few weeks ago, maybe, you know, he wouldn't put Trump back in or whatever, but I think he would be open if he owned Twitter to be about freedom of speech. Like he would, he would be okay. You know, I don't think he'd be banning more people and stuff like that. Maybe not reinstalling people, whatever. But I do think that he, he would want to buy it. One, I don't know if he even really was serious. I think he's such a troll that he knew that this wouldn't really go. Um, But at the same time, if he did, I think that he'd want to do it for, you know, for good, for for people to have speech opportunities and maybe even shut down some of the negative stuff like the Taliban uh, or all all the other bad stuff that's on Twitter. Yeah, or the crazy thing is like this argument that, you know, Elon running Twitter will be bad for business and bad for shareholders and and that the board is out to, to, you know, they're protecting shareholders and everything. How? You literally, so here's another irony number two is... Twitter's board and the company has retained Goldman to advise on this poison pill they put in place and, and to not get super technical people watching, but essentially they put a poison pill in place. And, and this is a something that companies, public companies do uh, to combat hostile takeovers. So there are, you know, you can make a purchase offer to a company, which is what most companies do. We want to buy you and there's mm-hmm. a negotiation and they buy it. Then there's hostile takeovers where somebody that that the company doesn't want buying them, just accumulates all the stock, uh, enough of the stock that they can then make, make decisions. decisions. And so the poison pill was invented decades ago, and essentially it dilutes them. So it triggers, so with, I think Twitter, it's 15%. So if Elon accumulates 15% of the stock, or anybody does 15% of the stock, then more shares are issued, allowing other shareholders to buy at a discount, which dilutes And you lose Elon. your board seat. Yeah. yeah. So there's all these things happening, which again, like, a poison pill hurts everybody because it, it makes it basically the whole intention is to make the company less attractive. So it hurts all shareholders. So that's their Crushes response. your stock also. And so <coughs> that's one thing. And then two, Goldman, their analysts have a sell order on Twitter. So their recommendation is sell and their price targets $30. So Goldman Sachs, the company you're retaining to help fight against this buyout offer, which is almost double what your price target is in the company. Like... I, it is so crazy, and again, this just goes back to, we talk about this every week, it seems like on the show, that there is just this massive disconnect in reality, where people are just living in this weird world, where like, you have to sh- you have to give that offer to the shareholder, you, you have to present that offer. It's 74% bigger than what they yeah. are trying to say is their max valuation. It is a massive premium, it is a, whether it's a serious offer or not, it was an offer, it was filed with SEC, you have to present it. It, it is yeah. a premium 
Twitter has barely, it's lost money almost every single quarter since it's right. been a public company. It's basically been flat since it's been a public company. It has no real growth. Pro- I mean, it's, people say it has great growth prospects. I don't, it's, it's incredibly volatile. It's relatively small. It's like very little monetization. Yeah. There's not a lot going on there. It's basically just used for Bots trolls, crypto yeah. and, you know, political shit talking. Right. Like it's, it's, you know, like we talked about, I think I shared this the other day on Instagram, um, TikTok, their ad revenue projected for 2022, 11, 11 billion. billion. It's more than Twitter and Snap combined. Right. So it's like, give me a break that you think Twitter is more valuable. You have to present it. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. This, this irony and this hypocrisy. We're not even, this isn't us even talking about the, the actual merits of Elon's proposition of, of actually making the platform more transparent, more open, the algorithm more open, the rules more open, more transparent, which I think all should be a good thing. But you have people on the left that are, are literally saying article after article that content moderation is good for democracy, that we need more. There are articles, like so many articles out there. You have Robert Reich, former uh, labor secretary, I think, saying, you know, we need more content moderation. Content moderation and democracy go hand in hand, which is just crazy. The full opposite. That's, that's the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean, the the level of, like, ridiculousness on, on the things that are happening now, like, people are fighting for the opposite of freedom of speech, calling it the the most opportune and logical thing for the government to be doing right now, uh, which is, you know, the basis of, I mean, Twitter was the first people to shut the president down and, you know, think things went a lot sour from there. They do whatever they want, um, which is crazy. The only thing that I, I would think, you know, as just as a human being, although I think he does have some AI inside him or something, but how can a dude really run three essentially publicly traded massive organizations like what would he do like what did that what is that day-to-day really really what do you think elon's day-to-day is on everything it's all it's all decisions and meetings i get that but like three of them like it's that'd be it's i that's nuts yeah i don't think and this again goes back to the whole point of this people are conflating somebody buying a company with them being the person that runs Runs it it. day-to-day and that's not the case you know like Elon Musk, if he buys Twitter, and that actually went through, he wouldn't just walk in date and be like, I'm just going to run this company by myself. Like, right. no, he is going to bring on lots of smart, over time. people. He's going to build out the executive team, build out a new board. He's going to build it just like he's done with every other company he's been involved with. And they've all done If very, you look very at well. his track record, you should be begging to get 74% more than what you're essentially worth with a guy whose proven track record is literally changing the way the internet gets money and the world get like works. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I, I, and this get, again, goes back to hypocrisy. I don't know how Elon Musk became such a enemy a hated person by the left primarily when the companies he's built have, have helped advanced core left agendas more than anybody else. Like Tesla in my opinion, and it's uh, you know debatable, but my opinion, we're big fans. So I yeah, think I think Tesla is more responsible for advances in, in getting people into electric cars than any other company. I think they've done more to make electric cars cool, which has made more people want to invest in electric cars and buy electric cars and other brands get into electric cars than anybody. And and that's a huge move for climate change activists. If you want everyone going electric, Tesla did it. Tesla made it viable. Tesla and then he open sourced it. And said, "Hey, here you go. 
like that's I mean, dude, the the guy is so confident in his game changing ability to want to change the world. If the guy, if this was financial, the guy's leaps and bounds by a hundred million richer than the second richest person. He could buy Twitter and go buy the NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer leagues, whatever, and still have money. So it's not financial. The guy wants to make changes. And then again, so just go back to hypocrisy. It's like, so I know we're beating up on the left in this episode, but this one's pretty, it's pretty easy on the Elon side. If you want him to pay taxes, which is what everyone says, he needs to pay more taxes. He tweeted it. He is going to, if, if he has, if he's going to buy Twitter, he is going to have to sell a good amount of Tesla stock, and he's going to pay a lot of taxes on that. So again, like, it only helps you. You can't have both ways. You can't complain about somebody not doing something, and then they do something that's going to make them do the thing you want them to do, and then get mad at them for for that. It's like he's going to have a massive tax event that you get to you know take all his money and go spend however you want to spend it. We can talk about taxes in a bit. Um, but oh, no, that's not okay because he's using it to buy the company that we like and we have control over and and goes our way 95% of the time. We don't want to lose that that power lever that we have. Um, and to me, this whole the whole reaction and how one-sided it is to me shows more than anything else that this is a a uh, a political move that it is based on subjectiveness and not objectiveness because it was based purely just on <clears throat> whether this is a good financial decision, whether it's going to be in the best interest of shareholders, it wouldn't be debatable, right? The board has to act in the best interest of shareholders. That's their fiduciary, fiduciary duty. And a massive premium over the current share price, a much bigger premium over the, sh- the sell target of Goldman Sachs advising you on this, that is in the best interest of your shareholders, getting that offer. And for you to not present that to shareholders and fight actively against it to me says that there is something else going on. You are fighting something You are fighting something else. That you don't want to talk about, which yeah. is trying to shut down freedom of speech. I mean, yeah. that is the only way that this can slide because it helps the government with taxes. It helps uh, build roads, life, whatever taxes are probably not spent on. Uh, then it also helps the shareholders. It builds the business up more. But the caveat is he's probably going to try to like create free speech. And that's really the big yep. underlying massive issue. And the last thing I'll say before we go on to a new topics, we're trying to do these little, little faster, shorter episodes, is nobody had any issues with Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post, right? So you have a, a billionaire at the time, the richest person, buying a massive media. newspaper, media company that clearly has a bias and clearly acts in you know it's it's you know people can say there's a there's a wall and jeff bezos has no influence bullshit right you're you don't buy a newspaper to not have any influence on it that's not the way it works billionaires don't operate that way yeah and so again you have no problem with billionaires buying newspapers and media companies but you have a problem with this billionaire buying twitter yeah it's it just it's again pick and choose they're selective with what they get outraged over and it's not consistent and that's the thing that drives most people crazy is lack of consistency so next episode we're going to talk about the tax plan i tried to pull out all the all the things that are happening with it uh for the proposed tax plan it's ridiculous it'll probably take its own topic because it's a lot uh and we can talk through it but uh we want to talk just because we have one more thing so we're going to try out and you guys let us know how you like it uh shorter episodes but a little bit more he just dropped his phone um but we want to talk about the elizabeth holmes uh new doc is a documentary or it's a show it's a a hulu show called dropout okay so elizabeth holmes what, what was the name of the company that she made theranos so theranos was probably 
the biggest scam ever funded ever, ever, ever. $700 right? million dollars, an investor. She went to jail. She's well. She's she's in, currently in jail. Not yet. So she's out on bail, but she's going to be. It's sent. She's sentencing hearings in the next few months. I think. Okay. So she's not guilty. Give us a rundown of Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, um, this is another one where it's like a, it could be a huge its own episode. But to, to short, Elizabeth Holmes drops out of Stanford, has this idea for a company where essentially you can take a drop of blood from your finger, put it into this machine modeled off of Apple because she was obsessed with Steve Jobs. And it can basically do all these blood tests, complicated blood tests, and tell you whether you have, you know, cancer, whether you have diabetes, whether you have whatever disease, what your health is. Mm -hmm. Great idea. Gets massive funding. Brilliant idea. Gets massive funding. Early on gets Larry Ellison involved and, and gets the viability there and the, the, the confidence there. And then eventually gets people like General Mattis, uh, George Stoltz, like just Matt, Rupert Murdoch eventually invests, like, Massive, massive people does a deal with Walgreens for 100. Walgreens puts 120 million dollars into the deal, takes three years. They don't get anything to show for it. She kind of stalls, stalls, stalls. And this whole time, basically, there's no tech. It never was. It never was there. She initially, uh, when I think she flew out to Switzerland, I forget what big uh, pharmaceutical company she met with early on. But the test had worked once. They flew out there and it wasn't working in the hotel room. So they forged the results. They basically had the results from the initial test sent over there so it showed up when they displayed it and demoed it. So they, they right from day one, was a fraud. Um, and then she raised more money. And then raised more money and more money and more money, hundreds and hundreds of millions of oh, dollars. Of three years, $700 she was, million. Dollars, yeah, she was result. on the cover of every magazine. She was um, on stage with Bill Clinton for the Clinton Foundation, sat down with all kinds of big politicians. And it wasn't just on the left. It was everybody. She was sitting down right. with right? Um and yeah, the whole time was just this massive, massive fraud. Eventually, what they started doing, which is even crazier, is using Siemens machines, which were the, they're the gold standard machine for lab testing, and just slapped the Theranos sticker over the, the Siemens logo, put it in this facility in their office that nobody had access to, and that's where they were running the tests. Um, and then eventually, there's a Wall Street Journal reporter who kind of broke the story with a bunch of sources. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, What's, what's crazy is that what she was found guilty for was uh, defrauding investors. So it was all basically the investors, but wasn't found guilty of anything to do with patients, which is nuts because they blatantly provided negative, like bad results to thousands of patients because they were running these Walgreens tests for a while. And what they were doing is they were deleting the outliers. So when they were getting test results when you do science, you're supposed to have outliers, and that all gets modeled in. That tells you how accurate your tests are. They were deleting any outlier. So what then it looked like is the tests were really accurate. But, like, their tests for, I think it was, like, syphilis was, like, 50% accurate. But with the outlier deletions, it looked like it was 98%, 99%. Right. So you have people coming in, and one out of two that have syphilis are being told they don't have syphilis. And there was people who were told they were pregnant when they weren't pregnant. There was people that were told they had cancer when they didn't have cancer or didn't have cancer when they did have cancer. Wow. And what was amazing is this goes back to this, our system is like, it's all about money. It's all about the investors, right? They got, that's what she found guilty for. Poor investors, they lost money. But all these people who got horrible test results, who probably died or had horrible health consequences, no, you weren't guilty of that. Which is nuts. If you watch the documentary, I'm going to watch the show, which is on Hulu. But if you watch the documentary, you can uh, most of it is uh, spoken by former employees who were 
terrified. They had no information. They had signed a bunch of documents yep. where they couldn't have any conversations about this until obviously like she, she was, uh, she was, you know, uh, sued for a bunch of stuff or whatever. Then they, they all kind of came out, but, uh, they were terrified of her. They had no information. Sometimes they would, they would talk about how they would go to the office and had nothing to physically do. Uh, but they couldn't leave because of the contracts that they had signed. There are uh, people left Google, everything. Um, and they, they knew that they were a part of a scam and they essentially couldn't leave because of the way the contract was set up for them and work, which is in itself another scam and kind of crazy. Yeah. I feel really, there's so many sad stories in that company. Uh, there was, there, their head of chemistry committed suicide um, because he got, he eventually like figured it out what they were going to do the Walgreens deal and said, you can't do it. And so they fired him. But when they fired him, the whole basically lab team threatened to walk. So they rehired him, but they didn't put him back in the lab. They put him in an office job and he had nothing to do. They basically sat at a desk all day, every day with no work. And eventually, um, eventually killed himself. And then you have women like this one woman who joined really early on, um, as an executive, she left Apple, and by leaving Apple, she basically forfeited oh, a bunch no. of stock, fifteen thousand shares, and this is back in like the like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that. She, I mean, it would be tens be of millions stacked. of dollars yeah. that she um, she lost because she joined this company early on. That's um, insane. And yeah, I mean, she just had zero remorse, um, like zero remorse, zero care. Like, in her head, she genuinely didn't. I don't think she thinks she thought she was doing that wrong. She did anything wrong. Yeah, I think she viewed herself as a typical Silicon Valley founder who you fake it till you make it. You have a big bold idea and you just do, and eventually it'll work. Same thing with WeWork. Yeah, overall, right. Um, all right, guys. So we're doing shorter episodes. Let us know if you like it. Uh, drop us a line on Instagram at Max Finn at Los Hustle. Uh, we are going to be back doing uh, another episode here uh, this week. So let us know if you're liking this new model. And if not, we might go back to the next one. We'll figure it out. We're going to talk about Biden's tax plans next week. Subscribe, share this with your friends, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys.